Welcome to the Bookshelf Challenge, where the kids give the teachers the reading assignments. I am Emily Campbell, and I'm sitting here with Lindsay Serrano, and we are at St. Francis School recording in the beautiful library, <laughs> um, and we have a great podcast yes. today. I'm so excited to talk about this book. Yes, me too. Um, an eighth grader named Alex has asked us to read Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. If you want a good teen book, yeah. this is the book for you. Yeah. If you want some LGBTQ characters, yeah. particularly the G, yeah. this is the book for you. If you <laughs> particularly have, the G. <laughs> if, if you have parents, this yeah. is a book for you. I know. If you are parents, this is a great book. Um, if you like to read words, get this book. It is so good. If you want to cry on a book, yeah, get this book. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's oh. a good one. I feel like I need to get more copies of this because I'm hoping this will catch like wildfire. And well, because we want to be famous. Oh, yeah. I also obviously want to get famous. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Who does? <laughs> I think that sounds great. Podcast famous is like a good um, level of fame that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, that's a perfect level of fame. Like no one will recognize me on the street. Yeah. They, and maybe someday they'll be like, oh, you're Lindsay from the Bookshelf Challenge? Yeah. That's so cool. You are like a million times more beautiful than I thought you were. I think that is a nice goal. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. That's a goal. (laughs) Um, Before we get to our interview with Alex, um, why don't we start with our picture book? Did you choose a picture book for the week? I did pick a picture book for the week. It just came in. I'm holding it up so you can see it. And I think I showed it to you earlier last week. Oh, you did. And I looked at the pictures and I read what it was about. This looks like another one that might make you cry. This is called Mustafa, and it's by Marie-Louise Gay, who is a Canadian writer. Uh, she has another series called Stella Books about a girl just, like, loving nature and being out in nature. Uh, Mustafa is about a child who is a refugee who has just moved to, I'm assuming, Canada from some of the illustrations. It looks like it's in Toronto. All right. But it really deals with the, deals with the idea of feeling invisible. Oh, my God. And, like, seeing other kids playing and you're, no one's playing with you. And just, like, starting to make friends and the importance of reaching out to people you don't know and being friends. And so, but it's told, it's definitely written for kids. There's some picture books that you can tell are written for adults. Sure. Um, this one has language that a kid would understand. It's really, really cute, really sweet. I can't wait to read it. Uh, soon. We're like high into Halloween stuff right now. Um, okay. And so once I'm done with that, I think I'm going to start getting into some emotional feeling books. Well, you've been doing the service learning, mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, your service sort of ideals or you're helping the kids learn what they think about helping others. Yes. So this might be a good one to go along with that. Yes, for sure. It, like it's some really, good empathy, a good yeah, empathy like book. how to put yourself in another person's shoes. What can you do to make other people feel included and welcome? I think these are things I that like kids at any age could talk about. It's really if, great. If you don't read it in the library, I'll read it to all my classes <laughs> because I mean that's just the thing that first, second, third graders need practice with is empathy. For sure. For sure. So, I think that's great. This is a great one. And what are you reading now? Oh, everything. I have a real problem. I have a stack of library books. I got a text from the library this morning that said, "You're, they're all due next week. And I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> um, at the moment, I am deep into a series um, called The Expanse series, mm-hmm. which is also a show. I 
I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. I know I've talked to you about it before <laughs> because it's what I've been reading. Um, so The Expanse is a series. It's a sci-fi series by James S.A. Corey, which is a um, pen name for two authors who are writing together. Oh, nice. Um, one of them was, one of the authors was like George R.R. R. Martin's like editor or like assistant or something like that. Okay. Anyway, it's, um, there are these huge books about space and space exploration and it's futuristic and I am so attached to the characters in these books. I'm on the fifth one. I think there are like nine and they're all like 500 pages long. It's taking forever to read them, but they're There's so nine 500 fun. And I don't think they're done <laughs> writing them yet. They got more to say. I said it was George R.R. R. Martin's yeah, assistant, which should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're so good. Um, it's also a TV show. If you're not interested in nine 500-page books, yeah, um, it's a TV show called The Expanse. Comes on the Sci-Fi Channel. We um, just started watching it at my house. Oh, We're nice. like five or six episodes in. Maybe I'll do that. Pretty good. Holds up. Um, nice. I really like the characters, and I really like the little community on this ship that you follow around. Um, and I like the show because I learned how to say the name of the ship. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> which I didn't know how to say before. I was definitely pronouncing it wrong in my head. Uh, so it's a good one. Miss Serrano, what have you been reading? Well, I just finished a book I love called They Both Die at the End by Adam Silva, which uh, I want to talk to Alex with later because I think he's going to love it. But what I'm starting now is a book called A Blade So Black by L.L. McKinney. Um, look at this cover. It, is, it looks pretty awesome. <laughs> It has a very, like, it's a knife-throwing um, young girl of color, like, who's the new Alice in Wonderland. So it's like oh. a, a fantasy. Well, I guess Alice in Wonderland is fantasy. <laughs> but yeah. It's a like, teen retelling <laughs> fantasy Alice in Wonderland where Alice is just, like, throwing swords and breaking hearts and looks really cool. And... It got a thumbs up from Angie Thomas, who wrote The Hate You Give. Oh, God. And so... Today's podcast is about books that will make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title today. And she said, like, this is the book I wish I had when I was a teen. And so I was like, well, let me read this. That sounds really good. I like um, modern retellings of mm -hmm. old stories, mm -hmm. which we talked about a lot when we talked about fairy tales with Lily. Mm -hmm. um, Alice in Wonderland, I guess it's not a fairy tale, but, but this looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not supposed to judge books by the covers, but this is a great cover. Why would they work so hard on the cover if you weren't supposed to judge a book by the cover? <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, I can't wait to talk to Alex about his favorite book, which I think has become our favorite book. It's real, real good. It should definitely be on the bookshelf. Best books. Yes, I completely agree. Um, and when we get back, uh, we'll be here with Alex. Yay! And we are here with Alex, who's in eighth grade, and he had us read Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. It's a nice long title. And it's a nice, great book. <laughs> I really like this one. It's by Benjamin Sands, and I've never read anything by him before, but it's a story of two friends, Aristotle and Dante, who meet the summer before, I want to say, their senior year in high school. Something like that. Sometime in high school. And so it's definitely for teens. Yes. And it is a beautiful story. I don't want to get too into it before we start talking to Alex, but I remember reading this when I worked for the public library years ago, and I'm really glad that 
we got to do a reread. So welcome, Alex. Hi. How's it going? Fine. Alex, I absolutely loved this book. It made me cry. Mm -hmm. It had me feeling all the feelings. I read it in two sittings because I couldn't put it down. I really enjoyed it. This has been one of my favorites so far. Um, Why did you pick this book for us to read? I, it takes a lot for a book to really make me feel a lot of emotions. And this is one of the very few books that actually made me like cry and like had a lot of emotion happening all up inside of me. Yeah. (laughs) I get, I'm kind of the same way when I read. I don't, there have been a few books that I've cried during, and they're all very stereotypical. Like I might've cried when I read the fault in our stars, but. (laughs) Or like the end of Charlotte's web or something. No, I didn't, (laughs) didn't care. Um, (laughs) But this one, this one got me good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I really, really liked it. And how did you come across this book? The first time I saw it, it was in Barnes and Noble and it Mm -hmm. was the last copy on the shelf. I didn't pick it up. I saw the cover I was like, ooh, that looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And so then I got, when I got to the library, I think you had it out on display because I think it was new. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I saw that at the library. And I was like, I'll pick it up and take a look at it. So, oh, you know, funny story about this book. I bought it my first year here. And then there were no kids who really wanted to read it um, here at St. Francis. And so I gave it to the high school, the high school reading room. And no one read it there. And so... All these people are missing out. This book is wonderful. <laughs> I mean, once I get to high school, I think the kids want to read books for adults. And then Alex told me, you need more LGBT books, books about queer youth. And I said, yes. But also, I had an amazing book, and I gave it away. And so I asked a high schooler to swipe it back and bring it back to nice. me. <laughs> Nice. And I'm so glad. So tell me about, that was a great conversation we had, Alex, when you said we need more books about queer youth. Like, tell me about that conversation that we had. Well, tell me about that. (laughs) I wasn't there and I want to know. Well, um, the only, there's like three books that I know of, Mm -hmm. really, that are LGBTQ in the library. This, Mm -hmm. George. Right, which is for little, little kids. Kid. Yeah. Um, and Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Right. Became the movie Love, Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. So, let's see. Do you, um, well, I was going to ask later on what kind of books do you normally read? But is it LGBT? books or is it just anything um i much rather prefer uh fiction um fantasy over anything else Mm -hmm. so that's my favorite i truly don't like nonfiction. ah yes so (laughs) fair enough i kind of am the same way i'll read nonfiction every now and then but uh i like fiction i really like books with characters I can relate to, even if it's like fantasy or sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to relate to the characters. And so when I read about a character who's queer mm-hmm. or a lesbian character, mm-hmm. I love the book 
even if it's terrible. Right. Like, I've read some really terrible books just because it had queer characters in it. I was like, I love this. This is so great. And then I'll hand it to somebody and they're like, this is not great. This is terrible. But it's entertaining to me because yeah. I can, I, in some ways, see myself represented in and a book. And that's what's so important is that the goal is that everybody at St. Francis feels some type of, some books there that are mirrors a little bit to their life. It's nice to use a book to be a window, as they say on a TED Talk, um, to other uh, people's lives. But you also want to feel like um, you're being represented. And what I love about Aristotle and Dante is it's first and foremost a book I think about friendship. Yes. And the dialogue between the two. Did you think it was pretty realistic, the way that they talked to each other as? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, some of it was a little weird because, like, they would, like, have, like, little very short, like, seems like they knew what they were talking about Mm -hmm. without us really, truly knowing what they were talking about. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what would actually happen in Right. It felt like we were kind of listening in on... Like, eavesdropping. Yeah. On a private conversation. Yeah. Which is something... It was pretty cool, and I hadn't read anything like that before. Yeah, I really liked... um, well, the book is told from Aristotle's perspective. Yeah. But every time Dante showed up, it was like, it's like when someone walks in and kind of lights up the room, but mm-hmm. in a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is really cool. Dante was the coolest character, I thought. Like, so sweet. Aristotle was kind of more on the angsty side. Yes. He was really in his feelings. He was like the Drake <laughs> character. And and Dante was more just like living his life and like. He was like the J Lo character. And he was like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, he was having a good time. As J-Lo says, feeling so good. Yeah, that's Dante. <laughs> and I also liked in this book the different representations of males in Aristotle and Dante and also their fathers. I was going to say about their parents. Yeah. I really liked, that was all the parts that made me cry. I Every know. time their parents were in the book, I was like, oh my Ooh. God, I need the tissues. What did you think? You've read a lot of books for teens, Alex. And what... Did you think about the parents in this book? It they were very different from a lot, like most of the books I've read. I thought so too. Yeah, they, like if you pick up any other book, there's a like ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that they will not be very similar to parents in the book. Um, they're yeah. just very different in a good way. I thought they had more of a personality, the parents in this book. Yeah, they were like other main characters. They weren't background characters. But they weren't like too involved. I think they were a good representation of what it'd be. I mean, I don't have teenage children. You were once a teenage child. But I was once a teenager and I had a parent. And so (laughs) I know what that interaction was like. And this felt more realistic. Like they were there, but they also gave space, but also had boundaries and rules. And also, like, I loved how Aristotle's dad, well, Aristotle's dad made me cry. I think he was the one yeah. that made me cry. Um, he was more, like, contained and quiet, and Dante's dad was just more affectionate and loving. Um, and so it's, like, different ways that you can parent, but they were both pretty successful, I thought. Yeah. Um, so let's say potential spoiler alert for yeah. my next question. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you said parts of this book made you emotional, Alex. Like, which parts? Which parts got you? Because um, I know which parts got Mr. Serrano. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of parts. Um, probably when Dante 
gets hit by the car. Oh, yeah. That was the part that made me cry the most. Yeah. Because he was trying to help the bird. Yes. Well, and Aristotle jumped in and pushed him out of the way. Ugh. Yeah. Or no, Aristotle got hit by the Aristotle, Aristotle gets hit by the car. car. Dante gets beat, beat up, up later. Mm-hmm. That, really that was rough to, to read. That was hard to read, I thought. And then when Aristotle went after the guy Dante was dating, oh, so many feelings. A lot of feelings. But the part that made me cry. Should we talk about it? Because it's a spoiler. Was the dad part? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we said spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> the part that made me cry is when Aristotle's parents, like, helped Aristotle understand that he was in love with Dante. Then... Ah, I was crying, <laughs> just like the way they were trying to gently tell him, and Aristotle was just so filled with, like, that cannot be true, and then they were... She's <laughs> <laughs> getting her now. Everybody's crying here now. It's great. Oh, man. It was just such a beautiful parenting moment and a beautiful love moment. That's how I got emotional when Aristotle was in the hospital. Okay, so the, in the book, um, Dante's going to help a bird that has been hurt Mm -hmm. and a car comes like swerving around aristotle pushes him out of the way he gets hit by a car and ends up in the hospital Mm -hmm. like pretty seriously injured Mm -hmm. um and then dante's parents go to the hospital and are just like love aristotle Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like a game changer for aristotle because that's not how his relationship really is with his parents Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. he they're more like sarcastic and like, he has sort of a tense relationship with his dad in the beginning. And then Dante's parents come in and they're just like, we love you so much. You're a part of our family. You know, thank. It was just so sweet. It was too much. It was yeah. too much. And even if we're telling you, like, most of the story, you should still read it. Yeah, so I mean, beautiful. we said spoiler alert. You could have paused it. <laughs> <laughs> skipped ahead. You should have said, like, roughly what time you should have skipped ahead to if you didn't want to hear the spoilers. We should have. Oh, oh man, that's good podcast notes. <laughs> we, we didn't, <laughs> but we should have. Um, Alex, do you have any other good book recommendations? Because this is one of my new favorites. Yeah. So I'm very curious what else you recommend. Well, this doesn't, is, this is like not at all similar to this book. That's but it's fine. Um, Children of Blood and Bone. Oh. I, you got it last year because mm-hmm. I recommended it. Yeah, it's a really good book. Yeah, um, that's a long one. It it's really long. Miss Mushkin read it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I really liked it because it's like fantasy and it's got like magical powers in it. So, Ooh, where does it take place? It's like a, it's like a futuristic world. No, it's like a fantasy world. That's mm-hmm. like, is I know the main character is a young woman, mm-hmm. it's like a teenage girl. I started it. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take it back to the library mm-hmm. because of due dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a young girl who, it seemed like one of those stories where she is kind of in this dystopian kind of yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she just realizes there's power? something special about her. I didn't Ooh. get very far into it, but it seemed like that, where it was, that was where it was going. That sounds great. I am just finishing reading a book that I think you would love called They Both Die at the End. You told me about that one. I I think you're going to love it. It has an Aristotle and Dante feel to it. Totally. Um, with a little bit of, like, magical realism because it tells you, like, you get a phone call at midnight that tells you that you're going to die that day. Kind of like a Scythe by Neil Schusterman thing where 
you kind of know before it happens. And it's two teenage boys on their last day on Earth together. Oh! And it's told from, like, their different different perspectives. perspectives. And eventually they come together and meet each other. Yeah. So they both die at the end. I'm assuming. I didn't finish it, but I'm thinking that's what happens. I mean, it's the title. It is the title. It is the title. I stayed in, I was, you know, playing with my life, um, driving the car and thinking, like, could I open this book? I'm not sure. And (laughs) probably not. And then I parked at my house before I I just stayed in the car so I could finish it. It was so good. I'm going to love it. Um, Alex. This was awesome. Yes. You picked a fantastic book for us to read. I highly recommend everybody go out and find this book and read it. Uh, Aristotle and Dante, Discover the Secrets of the Universe. It's really, really good. Thank you. Thank you for being our first eighth grader. Yeah. Congratulations. High honors. (laughs) Thanks, Alex. And that's it for this week's episode of the Bookshelf Challenge. Thanks so much to Alex for coming in and Charlie for our theme music and Marcy for our uh, our logo. Our logo. Is what she did for us, and it's wonderful. And it's amazing. And, of course, thank you to St. Francis School for letting us work here. Yes. And take a free period and sit in the library and talk about really good books. I know. It's amazing. Um, if you have a book that you would like us to read, please send us an email mm-hmm. at bookshelfchallenge at gmail.com. Yes. Um, find us on Facebook. Yep. You obviously found us on iTunes, so good job. Yes. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. We're not super active yeah, on we'll, there yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. One thing at a time. And it's Bookshelf Challenge at Instagram. Yeah. And Bookshelf Pod at Twitter. Yes. 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 Um, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.